right, friends, I am so excited to have you here for the first episode of the Chosen and Called podcast. Today, I'm interviewing my good friend, Alexa Jean Brown, and if you do not follow her or know her, she is amazing, and I just cannot wait to share her wisdom with you today. So without further ado, here is Alexa Jean Brown on the Chosen and Called podcast. All right, today we have Alexa Hunt on the podcast with us. Welcome, Lex, to the Chosen and Called podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and a little nervous, but I'm so proud of you and I'm so honored that you asked me to be on your new podcast. Well, thanks for being here. So uh, for those of you who don't know Lex, we're going to do a little introduction of herself. So Lex, can you please tell me a little bit of who you are and what you do for a living? Okay. Um, So I'm Alexa Brown, um, married Alexa Hunt, and I've been married for almost six years to my husband Troy, and we have four amazing kids. Um, This question always, like, gives me, like, the icky feels because it's hard for me to talk about myself. You know what I mean? It's like like an elevator pitch. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just hard. But um, really, God is just doing amazing things through our life, and I'm really proud of that and honored that. God has kind of placed us here. So we are, Troy and I are influencers, and that word is like so cringy to me, so <laughs> cringy. But um, so basically we just kind of share our daily lives and share it with the world and just do our thing. And um, then we have a couple of our own brands. We have the Daily Journal Co. And I just launched a new clothing line that I'm super excited about. And yeah, that's kind of, that's what we do. Yeah, for those of you who don't know Lex and Troy, they are the most amazing family, whether you know them or not, just to follow them, you see God moving in their lives every day. And that they have the cutest kids and the cutest any product they put out. Their presets, <laughs> their daily journals, their clothing line, so great. So at the beginning of each podcast, I'm going to ask a question. So the general question that I'm going to ask you is, what is the best thing you have ever changed in your life that have helped you grow? Um, I think the biggest like turning point in my growth just with my faith and just life in general is letting go of control. I'm such like a, I'm, I am a control freak and it's, I remember thinking and hearing people talk about like, let God be in control of your life and let him lead you. And to me, that sounded like I was going to be cookie cutter Christian and we're all going to like look like clone stamps of each other and just kind of be in a box. And that just, it sounded boring. It sounded like like un unoriginal, you know, and yeah. I just didn't want any part of that. And so it terrified me to finally just say, okay, God, like you're in control of my life and let it all go. And the second that I did like fully just release control to God, like I could immediately see how much better his plan was for me. And I, so sure. I think the biggest growth for me has been letting God be in control of my life and trusting that he knows more than I do and that he's got better plans than I could ever dream of. I've yeah. I've seen that in my life. So yeah, that is such a hard dynamic because you can say it all you want. Like God is in control, but until you have to actually act on it and know like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm giving this to you. It's a complete game changer. And I mean, I know I'm young, but even now at this point in my life, I just have to take a step back and even if I say, God, you're in control, truly believe it in my heart and take away any selfish ambition that I have behind that statement and just truly know like, God, I'm giving this to you. You look over everything. You're going to care for me. Exactly. And you don't really know 
how much better it is until you've done it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. trying to explain to someone like, just trust me. He, like he knows best. You don't understand it until you've like just done it, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, and that's that overwhelming, like peace that enjoy that you can't really explain unless you've done it. Yeah. Know? It's like the classic line, like God is in control, trust in God. And sometimes it sounds overplayed, but it truly yeah. is like the simple guide to life that mm-hmm. it's like a life hack no one knows they needed. And then once it's said, it's like a complete life changer. But it's hard too, you know? It's oh, like yeah. a constant like, okay, we got to just let God be in control and, you know, yeah. keep giving it over to him. Yeah. You know? And your answer to your question actually just goes right into our podcast. Um, we're focusing on saying yes to God's will and calling on our life. And I just think you are a spitting image of that to me. And when I think of letting God be in control and not living for the world, I think of you. And so that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast today. So can you tell me how you initially got into social media and what all came along with that, all the craziness that got you to start social media? Yeah, so um, I was in my, I think I was like 22. And my life, my early 20s were really wild like life was being turned upside down and I was going through a divorce I was like in a job that I was totally miserable I call it the soul-sucking job because it literally like in tears anxiety getting ready every morning going to work at 4 30 a.m I had to leave to get there by 6 and then I was there till 5 30 6 o'clock at night and um I was just totally unhappy with my life, living for myself, just not making great choices at all. And, um, Troy actually came back into my life. We dated in high school for a brief period and then he was in the Marines and we reconnected and we started going back to church and, um, like baby steps back into living life the way we should, but not definitely like way off course. And then we had um a surprise pregnancy with my oldest logan she's eight now and our life was just like it was like the monopoly board you just threw it in the air and was like okay this is my life right now what what else is gonna come at me kind of thing yeah and um my girlfriend was telling me she's like lex i i just was thinking like i cannot go to work and live like this and raise a child yeah it just doesn't all add up like it's it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. and so i was just looking for other avenues to go and my friend was like people are blogging and doing this blog thing they're making really good money and I was like okay I'm like determined to try it and figure it out and so Troy and I are really into fitness at the time so we started a fitness blog and then it rolled over into Instagram and so while he was going to school he would stay home all day and do his schoolwork and work on Instagram stuff and like figuring out how to grow and posting content and we had a couple of videos go rival and we grew to like, I remember we were like, oh my gosh, we have 14,000 followers in 2013, <laughs> 2012. Like that was nuts. Yeah. And, um, then I, so I was pregnant with Logan and she was, I want to say she was like two or three months old. And one of the investors pulled out of the company that I was working for. And so they laid off like 20 of us at the same time. And I was one of them. And so Troy was going to school on his GI Bill and it was like, I was our only income with a two or three month old baby and it was just a super stressful time. And so I immediately was like, okay, back on the job hunt, got another job. It was like a government contracting job, which was super just slow, a sales job, you know? Yeah. And governments work slow, so we weren't making any money. And then I lost that job too. And I was like, what is going on? Like within that week, I had gotten a, a speeding ticket 
and I couldn't afford to pay for my registration on my truck. So they were, he was like, I don't want to impound your car. So you need to have somebody come pick you up. And it was just like, then the next day I lose my job. And it was just like, again, all the things, all the things. Yeah. So after that, um, during that time, we were still hustling Instagram stuff. We had a great brand campaign with like an ongoing brand campaign with a supplement company. And within the week of me losing that second job, we got an offer to post for them regularly for a year. And oh, wow. that monthly income was like within a hundred dollars of our bills. And we were both like, Oh my gosh, can you believe this? Like it was just, it was crazy. And you know how those things are like, yeah. those are God things, you know? So I kept looking for a job, but then it like the next month they're like, you're doing great. Let's, let's up your income. And so it just kept kind of snowballing like that. And it became a thing where it's like, okay, like, I feel like God kind of wants us here. Yeah. And from there it, so it clearly like, it just fell in our lap. Like that's the best way I know how to explain it. It fell in our lap. I feel like God was very, God had his hand in it for sure. Yeah. And then things literally snowballed to the point where like we were just being blessed so like ridiculously like only God can do that I felt a couple of things like undeserving like I have not been living my life the way that I should be and God's blessing us so abundantly and I don't want to screw it up kind of thing yeah and I remember like the not that everything's about money but like I feel like God kind of grabbed our attention there and I remember sitting in my in the car with my mom like just crying I was like I just don't understand why God's blessing us. I'm getting wispy eye over here talking about it, but I just felt so undeserving. And I just remember saying like, I don't know what to do with it. And I don't want to screw it up, you know? And so my mom just challenged me. She's like, you just need to figure out what God is trying to do for you and through you and just work relentlessly to pursue that and fulfill his calling for you. And so that's where I kind of was like, okay, Like, it's a very clear cut, like, this is my mission and I just need to figure out what God wants to do. And when he says jump, I jump because I can't trust him. And so it's really interesting. I feel like a lot of people sometimes hit rock bottom before when they like have those realizations where they're like, okay, God, like you're in control, like whatever your plans are. But for us, he like, he took us to the mountaintop and was like, I have these plans for you. Like, just trust me, you know? Yeah. So long story into a longer story, like, um, it was just wild and it's been a wild ride ever since, but it's been nice to not just sit there and like, okay, let's plan this next six months Mm -hmm. of our life. Like, it's like, okay, God, what do you have planned for me today? And how are you going to use me? Yeah. Kind of just hands up like, okay, our life is God's and he's using us and we just need to honor him through all the great things that he's done through our life. So. Yeah. What an amazing story of how God is working through you. And I love what you said about some people hit rock bottom and you were at the mountaintop and just like knowing that God is in control in your life, no matter what your story of how God's in control is going to be different than someone else's story. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't look at my rock bottom and compare it to your mountaintop and say, why is God using that for Mm -hmm. her and this for me? Because in everything God is working for his glory and for where he wants you to be put. And ultimately, the reason why I started this podcast was actually something that Lex told me was that God's going to, if you're being faithful, God's going to use you. And no matter what, you can't look at what people will think because 
people are going to say whatever they want to say, whether you're a photographer, a nurse, or doing a podcast, like mm-hmm. someone's going to say something. So you got to live for God. And I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of people that have said things about you doing social media, even at the beginning or now. And how do you get through that and just focus on only what God says about you and that God's using this for his own glory? I think at the beginning, it's really interesting how just the dynamic of our business works and this whole social media thing. Troy has such a huge hand in all the backend stuff that we do. And anyone who knows me personally knows that I'm not the girl that's like, take a photo. Look at me, look at me. And everyone listen to me. I'm not the loud girl. I'm the quiet, reserved. Mm-hmm. Like it takes me a while to warm up. And um, if I can avoid attention being on me, that's, that's me. And so... Doing this whole thing was very uncomfortable. Um, and at first, like, we kind of, like, hid behind, like, okay, it's just pictures and stuff. And then stories came out, and it was like, wait a second, I have to talk into the camera. <laughs> about my feelings. About myself. And, um, but the way, like, our business works is, like, I'm kind of just the face of it. And, like, we just do our thing. And it's like, I've – we had a lot of criticism from the get-go in the very beginning. And it was a lot because I am a – through and through people pleaser like to the core and so it was hard for me to have all these words and things judgments about who I was and what I was about or what kind of mom that I was thrown at me and not let it stick to me and it did stick to me for a while but I'm really really thankful for it because I've grown so much in having to take a step back and really identify who am I like I'm chosen. Like God has created me just how I am. God has placed me right here. And you can say what you want to say and have your opinions, but it's between God and I. Mm-hmm. And I know that the way that I'm living my life and the things that we're doing, like are God ordained and I am living for God, you know? So it's been very good for me to take a step back and learn who I am and really love who I am and learn that I'm really working for an audience of one. And everybody's going to have something to say, whether yeah. it's good or bad and you can't win them all. But at the end of the day, you're, if you're doing God's work, like you just have to let all the opinions fall to the side and say, okay, it's you and me, God, and you're in my corner and we got this, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like there's that children's book. I can't remember what it is, but it's about the stickers being put on the kids by all the people yeah, of the town. I think it's C.S. Lewis. I don't know. I have mm-hmm. it in my bookshelf, but this one, one of the kids, like the stickers do not stick the good ones or the bad ones. And no one can figure out why. And it's because he sees his maker every day. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you're focusing on God and that God has put me in this place and this is who God says I am, those things, whether it's a compliment or a criticism, they just don't stick, you know, okay, I'll, I'll hear it, but I know what God says about me. And he is the maker who knows Mm -hmm. me so well. Even people that you think know you so well, they know you like, nothing compared to how God knows you. And I just think like what you said, you have a mission, you know what God's mission and goal is for your life. And when I, you start your day thinking like I am chosen, I am worthy, I am loved. This is why I'm living my life. God has called me to do this greatness for his glory. I think all those things just kind of fall away. Mm -hmm. And it's for me, it's a daily reminder. Like on my mirror, I have all these Bible verses talking that I'm fearfully made and that God has me where he wants me. And I like every morning I have to wake up and listen to that and believe that. I mean, I even have a song that I listen to every morning by Mercy Me talking (laughs) of that you're beautiful and that like God has created you for this time. 
And so I just think when you listen to your truths, you're not going to be worried about, I mean, it's still a constant reminder, but you're not going to be as worried about what are people saying about me? What are they doing? Just like taking that bold step and knowing that if you're being faithful to God, he's going to be there with you through it all. So it takes like a laser like focus to just kind of keep your eyes on the prize and just keep striving and let it all fall. But it is like a constant, you have to constantly like every day wake up and focus on what your goal and your task is. And because otherwise it's easy to get off path and kind of just let it slip away, you know, and get distracted with kids or life or your own goals and stuff. So, yeah. So how do you prioritize God in your life? Because you're obviously a mom of four, you're a wife, you're an entrepreneur. How do you, I mean, I have a hard time sometimes and I'm just in school focusing on like, okay, I'm setting this time away for God because God's first in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you find time for God and make it a priority? Um, it's definitely, it's hard. I mean, we have four kids and our youngest is about to turn one. And I feel like every time we go through that newborn stage, I'm like, okay, it's a season. And I, okay, so my quiet time doesn't happen every single morning at the same time. But if I can make time for it at some point in the day, that's a win for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just have to give yourself grace, but also really be strategic and intentional with how you prioritize God because he really should be mm-hmm. the first I mean some people do afternoon but he for me if I I try and wake up at least two hours before my kids my kids are up between like 6 30 and 7 so I'm up around like 5 5 15 with my coffee which Crazy. gets me out of bed <laughs> and I just love to sit on the couch and like have a slow morning where the sun's coming up and just like have time with God you know put my priorities straight focus on what my tasks are for the day and where God wants me to go and Instead of, otherwise, I'll wake up, and it's like, like, my middle one, she's an early riser. She's up, and she's like, I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? And it's like, go, 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 go. But I haven't set my intentions for the day, and I haven't put mm-hmm. my head on straight to be able to be the best mom and the best wife and the best Alexa that I can be, you know? Yeah. And I'm so... It's, it's hard, but I feel like it's very, very important to just be intentional. You can't expect that it's just going to happen throughout the day. You know, you have to make time for it. Yeah. I mean, it like anything, it's a habit you have to form and it's like, you have to be strong on yourself. And even if you don't want to, you got to do it sort of thing. Like the gym, I don't always want to go to the gym, but I know once I go, I feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel accomplished for the day. My life is better. Or even cleaning my room, like little things like that. And so I think it's really just, um, being hard on yourself in a sense of like, you know, this is a priority in my life and I need to do it. Yeah. And for me, I kind of bribe myself into it. Like (laughs) in the morning, I can't go on Instagram unless I read my Bible or Sam is my boyfriend and we can't talk to each other until we both read our Bible in the morning. That's like like a thing. So like we start our day centered on God and then we can talk to each other and don't get me wrong. Like I do not do it every day. I fail all the time, but it's really just like, no. I need to be the best I can be because God needs me to be this. Mm -hmm. And I need to have a relationship with God because I can't honor him and I can't glorify him if I'm not with him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like a friendship. Like if I never talked to you and then one day I showed up and expected to know everything about your life and you expected to know all this stuff about my life, that's just not how it works. It's through seeing each other and talking with each other Mm -hmm. and being with each other that you can really be in communication. Exactly. Exactly. 
hard. I think there's seasons like, okay, so the quiet morning time. I remember um, when we I was creating the daily prayer journal, I felt like God was really calling me to do that. And we were, I was pregnant with Blake, my second, and it was just like a busy time. And then Blake was born and I'm in the middle of you know, sleepless nights with a newborn and running a couple businesses and working from home with another older child. And it was just busy. And I remember feeling like, okay, I know God has placed this calling on my life, but how can I make sure that I am still prioritizing like God's mission? Because of course, like we have to go to work and we have to pay the bills and stuff. But if we're not leaving that extra wiggle room and breathing room to do God's work, which is for me, it was creating that prayer journal, which I hustled. I really mm-hmm. had to just like, okay, I'm not watching Hulu or Netflix tonight. Like I'm going to just buckle down and write some more things and get some more tasks done. And it's like, you just kind of chisel away at it. And there's going to be seasons where you have to give yourself grace, but there's also seasons where it's like, okay, let's just be strong and push through this and get done. You know? Yeah. And I think grace at like a, God gives us so much grace, but I think yeah. at like it's when we're using our grace. Am I using this as an excuse to just yes. not do something? Or am I actually like, I need grace and God yeah. gives me grace? Because I feel like grace these days is a term that, yes, God gives us grace. But I feel like it's kind of an excuse to not do things yeah. or an excuse to... You can't take advantage of the grace. Yes, yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, a grace from God is not... His grace is a holy grace. And it's a grace that is not like the grace we're using it as sometimes. So I really think it's... I mean, focusing and just really being centered on mm-hmm. what is my intentions and am I doing this because God wants me to or am I doing it for a selfish ambition or right. anything like that. And I don't know, like even through this podcast, I'm just praying God take away any part of selfish ambition I might have deep down, even if I don't know it, like let this be just for you and to honor you. And so I think that's like what we all can do with our lives is just focus on what is my intention and am I doing this for myself or am I doing this for God? And like sometimes, honestly, I, what gets me back to God is the selfish ambition, which is not good. But sometimes I'm like, no, I need to, because I need to be able to hear God's life or God's calling on my life, which is not really selfish, but kind of just like, I need to hear you God. And I feel like it just needs to be a constant relationship. Like I want to hear you, Lord, and I mm-hmm. want to have your calling on my life. And so I just really need to push in and go for it and listen and be engaged in your word because if I'm not engaged, I can't hear you, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a big journal advocate and a good tool that I've found is um, in the evening, like after I get ready for bed, the kids are in bed. I'll kind of like rate my day. Like, was I on task? Did I complete the things that I feel like were getting me closer to the end goal of whatever project we're working on or whatever God has me working on? And so it's like that. I feel like that's where the grace comes in where, okay, maybe today I was a little bit off task, yeah. distracted, and I didn't go as planned. Okay, tomorrow we're going to start fresh and we're just going to put the blind or the binoculars back on and just go for it you know so I think starting each day fresh and not holding on to that guilt and shame of like okay yesterday sucked and all last week was terrible but Mm -hmm. tomorrow like let's start fresh and we got this you know yeah and I think it's like what like what you said like what are you doing with where God had you at that day like am I gonna sulk in it and am I gonna stay Mm -hmm. in this place or am I gonna see how God's working through it and start again 
And God's going to honor that. Yeah. You know? One step at a time and God's going to be like, okay, we're back. Let's go. I mean, in the Psalms, they talk constantly about like, it's new every morning. His graces mm-hmm. are new every morning. Joy comes in the morning. Just really focusing on like, yeah, today was bad. And today I didn't do what God called me to. I messed up. I fell short because that, I mean, we're sinful, mm-hmm. but what am I going to do with tomorrow? And I think that relates to even in fellowship with people like, okay, someone did this to me and I'm angry. Am I going to sit on that anger? Am I going to talk to God, get it fixed next day, start over? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's just like really big on don't sulk in your, in your failures. And I think that even goes back to your life and starting social media. And like, am I going to sit here and sulk about what my life is? Or am I going to do something to pursue God and to really go after what he wants in my life? And even if it's hard, like, I don't know, it's something you have to do. And something I do at nights that helps me when I've had a bad day is, I try to do it every night, but obviously sometimes I don't, is go in a journal and I write what I'm thankful for. Because I do three things I'm thankful for, because when sometimes when the day is bad and you just feel like Mm -hmm. it's all falling apart, looking back and reflecting on what God has done in my life has really just put it in perspective for me. And I struggle a lot with anxiety and knowing like, what I just want to know everything like what you're saying I'm Mm -hmm. a control freak I want to get this great I'm really hard on myself I'm a perfectionist so just to my life first I feel like every single day I'm reading it and like taking it in is Philippians 4 5 through 6 which is just talking about like be thankful for what God has given you and ask him for what you need and just it really forces me to stop and say God thank you for taking me to this place thank you for this and just reflect on the thankfulness and if it is your will can you do this sort of thing and I think it is just the big thing is like sometimes selfishly I want a good grade but if God doesn't want to give me a good grade then God doesn't want to give me a good grade and that's to teach me something and I've really learned to just be thankful for what he's done and if it's his will to do something he's gonna do it and if not that's for a reason yeah yeah and so I mean I think that shows in your life like it's his will it was his will to bring you to that mountaintop Mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good reminder to just be thankful in all things, even when it's hard, because Absolutely. in dark days, it's hard to look back and be like, I'm thankful for this, God, because, and sometimes I don't want to be thankful. Sometimes I just want to sit in my pity and be like... Well, sometimes you can't see the other side yet, you Yeah. Know? Sometimes I'm in the middle of whatever storm, and I'm like, I just, can I just see what I'm supposed to learn already, you know? And it's like, yeah. just stay the path, you know? Yeah. It's part of it, and we're still... I'm still growing you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even some stuff that I ha- that happened two years ago, I'm like, what is your glory through it? I'm still trying to like figure out why you did this. But I know like God, we see, I see what's in front of me right now. I see Alexa in this office. I don't see the whole bird's eye view of the world. And that's what God sees. And sometimes I don't think we always have to know. Exactly. Know? There's a reason why we're not God. I know. Because <laughs> if I, it'd be a mess if I was in charge of everything. <laughs> Yeah, and so I do think it's that constant reminder of, even though I think I know a lot about my life, I honestly know nothing compared to God, and that sounds weird because it's my own self, but I don't know, God formed you in your, like, your mother's womb and chose you exactly how you were supposed to be, and he's not gonna let go of you for that. No. Yeah. Um, I think... Another good verse I always have is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. 
seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. And so I feel like when you're completely in love with God and pursuing God, he's going to make a path clear for you of like, yeah, Ella, this can be scary. And this seems weird to jump off the cliff and believe in me and trust that I'm going to be there catching you, but I'm there and I'm putting you in this path for a reason. And I don't know, I think when you're fully trying to trust in God, he's, he's going to bless that. And even if it feels like a failure to you, it's a win for God. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think it's just like, okay, trust me, like, just trust me. But I think those, it's like you and I talked about a couple weeks ago when you're uncomfortable, that's usually when God's like, okay, this is where you trust me, you know? And, but that's where I feel like I found the most growth is being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and taking that big leap of faith and just closing my eyes and be like, okay, I'm going to grip my teeth and (laughs) okay, God, I trust you, you know, let's do it. But it's, it's hard to do those big uncomfortable steps, you know? Because what are people going to think? Or what if I fail? That's my big, like, Mm -hmm. reels in my mind. Yeah. If I fail, I don't want to fail. What are people going to think, you know? But, you know, if we fail, we fail. But God truly cares about us taking those big, faithful steps for Him. And even if it's maybe not the right step, I think God is going to honor that we our intentions were in the right place. Yeah. Like pure heart when we were doing that and taking those big leaps and he's going to be faithful and bless that. Yeah. And I think God kind of works with little steps at a time. Like, okay, Ella, I'm going to give you this little thing. Are you going to trust mm-hmm. me in it? Yes. Hops on it. And then keeps like adding me new things and new, more. yeah, mm-hmm. revealing more as I show my faithfulness. Yep. And I think that's all throughout the Bible is just, yeah, I'm going to give you this little bit of faith and I'm going to completely trust what you're doing. And then he's going to keep working through you because if you have the pure heart to want to bless him and not be selfish through it and just truly show his glory, then he's going to keep giving you things to show him his glory. And I feel like an important thing through all of that too is community. Like, yeah, God is sufficient for me, but also like, I know if I fail, I have people around me that are still building me up. I have you, I have my mom, I have my friends, I have my family that, you know, they're, they're still there carrying me and they're, Mm -hmm. they know like this failure does not define you. You are not the failure. You are chosen by God and God gave this to you for a reason. And so I really think it's when you know your purpose, like what you said, when you know your goal and you know who you are and whose you are, there's no failure no identity of like, I'm not enough. I'm Mm -hmm. not beautiful. I'm not smart. All the little things that the lies that Satan puts in your head, they mean nothing. I mean, they still take a toll, but when you're resetting your mind and focusing on God, it can't define your life. And that's where the consistent every morning, putting on the armor and reminding yourself that you are these things helps keep all those little negative things at bay. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone listening, I think my biggest suggestion for listening to God's calling on your life is what is my goal? What is God's goal in my life? You know, what, what am I trying to do with my life? Cause for me, I'm trying to honor God and be his hands and feet and take away any selfish ambition and be, give him glory in all things. And I mean, the classic saying, you might be the only Jesus someone sees in their day. Absolutely. And so just really focusing on like, this life is not mine. And this life is so tiny compared to eternity with God. So you put me here, let me serve you. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder that God
God gave me another day, and that's another day to bless him. I mean... And he's still using you, clearly. Yeah. I mean, my life is completely in his hands, and so whenever my time is, like, I just know that God's keeping me for another day to honor him and glorify him another day. And just write out your truths. My old high school coach had gave me a notebook and had me write out my lies, like, I'm not enough. And then I had a Bible verse that covered it with truth. You're made in the image of God. He chose you for a time like this and that he has a place in your life. And so I also read through those in my notebook of this is my lie that Satan's trying to tell me and the world's trying to tell me and that going on Instagram's trying to tell me, but here's the truth of God and nothing can trump his word Mm -hmm. and his truth. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions? What what would be your main suggestion of how to um, listen to God's will and calling on your life further? Um... I think something that just popped in my head when you were saying the Instagram stuff, I feel like life is, and kind of following God's path is a series of tiny decisions. It's like, I remember hearing someone talk about the, you know, Troy goes on this rant about putting the grocery cart back. Like it's (laughs) no, you're not going to get in trouble for it and it's not necessarily wrong, but that's kind of what you're supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. so like, it speaks volumes about your character, right? So every time I'm at the grocery store and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to put this back, but it's like that. It's like God tapping on my shoulder, like, uh, just do the right thing. And so it's like, okay, there's my baby <laughs> step. Or it's like, um, in the evening or in the morning when I'm like, I want to hit the snooze button. It's like not hitting the snooze button and getting up and spending time with God. Like that's my first baby step or the kids are napping and I really just want to take a nap myself. And it totally, it's okay to take a nap here and there, but like for sure, not getting stuck in that rut and watching Netflix, like, you know what I mean? We have to just like have, when we're faced with those tiny decisions, like choose God every time and it will just compound and get easier and easier. And then when we're being faithful in those small decisions, I think it's a lot easier for us to say, okay, God, you can trust us in those bigger, bigger decisions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, it's just practice for when like you really need to like, make the choice of I'm trusting you God yeah and so I mean even like with these starting social media like the snowball effect of like Mm -hmm. okay yes and I'm gonna honor God and yes and I'm gonna honor God and I'm gonna put my hard work into it and then like he just kept you kept being faithful and honoring him and he kept adding and adding and adding and so I think when you are focused like okay yes here's this little thing yes God I trust you move on and then next and next and next and it just it's easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the little steps, like what you're saying, it gets easier when you're doing little things at a time than this huge thing that comes along, like a project. I'm doing little pieces and not just the whole thing at once. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely think that. I also think just truly praying, like what I said, to take out any selfish ambition. That's something I really focus on because I feel like a lot of times it's easy for me to be like, yeah, I'm really going to connect with God this week so that I can get this and that is not okay Mm -hmm. that is total prosperity not okay selfish ambition like I'm having a relationship with God because I know he created me and he desires a relationship with me and that is not to benefit me and the worldly things Mm -hmm. that is to benefit God and you know I want to be in connection with him because being in connection with him can make me show God to other people because I'm in relationship with him. And so I really do think just the world will tell you 
yeah, get this, get that, buy this, buy that. Yes, Uh, live for yourself. You know, just you don't have to do anything, sort of thing. And that's not the case. You have to be determined for the goal of, yeah, I'm not here forever, and this is not my home. This is where God's placed me, and I'm gonna honor Him through this placement. So, I think that's a big, big part of honoring God with what he's blessed us with too. You know, it's easy to be like, oh, God's put me on social media and like, it would be so easy for me to make it all about me. And it's a constant, I have to remember that God has placed me here for others and for him and his glory, you know, and Mm -hmm. making sure that each day I'm honoring this opportunity that he's given me, you know, and being faithful and really just serving him through that you know yeah and sometimes it's hard to focus it back to God when I'm sure a lot of people are commenting on your posts like Alexa you're the best Alexa you're so beautiful and all those things are true but it's God has made me this way God is the best like it's all focused back to God and I feel like when other people are giving you the glory it can be hard to center it back on God but ultimately without God none of the glory would be there. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. And so it really is just putting it in perspective of God's got me. God put me here for a reason. And God's not expecting me, but expecting me to believe in him and trust mm-hmm. in him and know that he has been faithful. There's not a promise he has not kept throughout the Bible to now. There is not a promise he has not kept. And he's going to keep on keeping them mm-hmm. and keep on being there. So, Yeah. Thank you so much for You're being so here welcome. today. Thank you for having me. And anyone that does not follow Lex and Troy, <laughs> she they are the best. And oh, I love you, if you want to have God-refreshing Instagram things, go to <laughs> Troy and Lex because it will make you feel so good because they truly are just a family living for Christ and loving Christ and every action they do, whether that's their marriage or raising their kids or being a friend, they really are just so God-centered and it is evident in everything. Thank you, Ella. I love you, friend. Love you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for tuning into the Chosen and Called podcast for the very first episode. I don't know about you, but I had a great time. I hope you got something from the podcast that will help you grow in your faith. And I hope you tune into the next podcast because I promise you we have some great women lined up.